I, maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> Welcome back to 88.3 WCT's After Further Review. We got Frank Vasser on the phone lines. This is going to be a tape show. I'm out of town this weekend. Welcome back, the students to the University of Toledo here from 88.3 WXU. T, you know what? We're supposed to be in the new studio supposedly this week. I don't know since we're not in there. Uh, hopefully, I know by next week we should. This week supposedly we were supposed to be in there, but I guess next week for sure the new studio will be opened up. So when we do another show and you watch us on the uh, live cam, you'll see us on in the new brand studio. And it's nice. It's a really nice studio, but we'll see. Hopefully, they don't have a lot of bugs in there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what I mean bugs. It's technical issues. Hey, you get in a new studio, and sometimes you're going to have to get around those technical issues. But after a whole year and a half almost, we're going to be in the new studio. But right now, we're still in the temporary studio, uh, taping a show for you. And we got Frank, and we're going to talk a little bit about Urban Meyer. Last week, we had the uh, Yakety Sax music going for you as uh, the Urban Meyer case kept going. But now, we finally have a res- resolution to it, and Frank has his thoughts on it. Well, when the news came out that he got a three-game suspension, I wasn't entirely surprised by it. I think I said I was expecting two. But then all this information gets leaked after the press conference and saying that in the investigation that there was text messages that were allegedly deleted and that Urban is on some medication that causes memory problems. And look, Derek... I've tried to be as down the middle as I have as possible with this, trying to wait for facts to come out. But honestly, right now I'm, I'm starting to see a lot of BS flying around from urban side of it, especially this whole thing where he says that he can't remember her text messages that he sent or deleted, but which because the thing is that, Memory health is something that's kind of close to me because I've had grandparents who have had dementia and Alzheimer's. They've since passed on. And I find it, I kind of find it funny that he can't remember stuff that was on his phone, yet there's other stuff that he can remember. I'm, I'm having a hard time buying that. I don't know about you. Uh,. As I, well, for one, the deleted text messages. How do you know where these text messages were going to? Were these actual text messages going to Zach Smith or Courtney Smith, or were these just random text messages that he deleted? Uh, they are supposedly from uh, from his wife, Shelly. Well, I, this is where once again, I, I mean, we don't we don't know what text messages he he could have been. They could have been simple text messages saying that, "Hey, baby, where you want me to go pick up at the grocery store? You want me to pick something to eat?" Up and obviously now that this, this situation is coming out, maybe they're looking at every single 
uh, text message that he's sending. But I mean, we don't really know what exactly those text messages were. So we can't really jump on the bandwagon and say, well, you know what, that must be uh, a text message about Courtney Smith and Zach Smith specifically. So you can't really say that. But then again, though, the memory loss, yeah, that, that, that does seem a little odd because in football, you got to remember a lot, especially when it comes to plays. Uh, defensively, offensively, you are the, the head coach. And once again, this whole situation is this. Well, I'll, give you a, I'll give you an amen there, Derek. But, I mean, like like I said, his, memory, his so-called memory issues, he says it's from a medication he's taking. Uh, uh, see, I'm, I'm really finding, I'm finding that hard to believe. If, he, if that's affecting his memory that bad and he has, hasn't forced him to give up coaching. And, of course, I happened to see a report from Brett McMurphy where McMurphy believes that even though Urban's going to return this season, he may not be back next year. Keyword may not be back. Well, the thing that I think the main concern is how is Gene Smith – the AD of Ohio State survived two scandals. Oh my goodness! And, and yeah, that's that, that's the crazy. I think that's the storyline right there. Is how did an AD survive the Trestle situation and survive this the the Urban Meyer situation? And I mean, really, just dropped the ball. I mean, pretty much, you you violated either NCAA rules or a code of conduct or moral clauses with the uh, the university, and he's still there. That's that's the the crazy part, but I, you know I like I like I, I'm listening to a bunch of shows, and what's what's that going on back there, Frank? Oh, uh, sorry, that was just something in my car. My bad. So, uh, I I really think that this is a sad situation. I I think once again, someone getting involved with a toxic relationship is is pretty putting putting a stain on the program. And some people are really upset about this. Some people think that Urban Meyer should have been fired. Some people think he should have got a steeper uh, suspension. Some people think it was just fine. Some people think that he shouldn't have been suspended at all. I mean, it just this is actually a, a hot story where there's just different perspectives and views on it. Well, and the, th- the thing that really aggravates me about this is pretty much everybody coming out acting all shocked and appalled that all this stuff is going on in college football. What people need to read, I mean, I mentioned this last week. College football is a slimy place. Everybody, everybody is in the mud it's to some degree. I mean, look, look it's kind of like how hot dogs are made. It's kind of a way that Mike Valenti put it. You don't want to know how it's made, but you just want to, you just want to have the enjoyment of the actual product. And that's how college football is. People act like Urban, oh my goodness, Urban covered up stuff or lied or this, that, and the other. Look, I actually know somebody who worked for Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Hey, she was in the recruiting off. She was in the recruiting service. And I know that Urban was kind of, uh, for me to put it politely, a Richard to her. Uh, so basically what you're saying is he was a dick. I mean, you know, uh, well, yeah. I don't know if I can say that on the air. Okay, yeah, you can say dick on the air. You just can't see the other word that starts with a C. But she said I Urban know. Meyer was pretty much, as you like to say, a Richard as we come up with some new material here. But basically, the the, the, the other name for Richard is Dick. So he yeah. was being he was being a Dick Tracy to her, basically, what you're saying. <laughs> well, if you well, if you want to put it that way, I'll uh, 
Uh, whatever works for you. Right. He was being a dick, Tracy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because it's, I mean, it's really, show, I think we're definitely seeing maybe the side, of, the side of Urban that people had talked about, but a lot of people were just kind of in denial about, like, no, that's not him. So what, 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 what is he? What a, is he then? I mean, let, let, what is, what do you think the real Urban Meyer is? He's, do you think he's a dick, Tracy, or what? I mean, I would say he's uh, more of a, a heart, kind of more of a Harvey Dent, a Harvey Two Face, right? Because because you kind of see the side of him where it's like he claims to be this guy who stands is a family man, stands up for this, that, and the other, but in reality, the thing, in the words of he's. What Vince Lombardi once said, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. And, and he's pretty much trying to, all the stuff that goes on behind the curtain where he's saying, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Especially at Florida when he was essentially running a prison football team, had 36 guys get arrested down there. And now there's stuff coming. And, of course, everyone thinks, oh, he's changing Ohio State when he's actually like suspending players or dismissing them from the team or anything like that. And now find out that he's kept an assistant around who did, who was beat, who was beating women when she said, no, don't do that. Or adios. He basically was loyal to a fault. Well, we, we, we've talked about this on, on, yes. on, on the show that he basically, I really think, well, for one, I'm going to say this. Zach Smith, after all the stories that have come out, um, <laughs> that he's, and it's not really a laughing thing, but I really think he's a narcissistic sociopath, basically. And I think, personally, he knew to take advantage of Urban Meyer and the situation with Earl Bruce being his grandfather. I mean, let's, 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 let's keep it real here. I think Urban Meyer, once again, being a coach, and from a coach's perspective, wanted to go out and help this guy and he should have realized some point that hey i can't really help this guy we need to kind of separate from him but because and he mentioned in the press conference because he had the mentor and he had a personal connection with the guy i really think that he really wanted to help and mentor him just like earl bruce did for him but at the end of the day he got burnt and if you notice in all these coaching controversies with trestle the paternal to urban meyer once again, it was people that were close to them that were doing stuff they shouldn't have been doing, and they kind of thought maybe they could mentor their way out of it, and they stayed too long. Instead of cutting ties with them, they stayed too long with them and stayed too loyal, and they got burned in the end. Um, I, I really, you know, I tell people this all the time. I said, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's really any victims in this. Um, I, I really think that you know, Zach Smith is not really a, is not a great person. He's toxic. But then again, Courtney Smith stayed in the relationship when she shouldn't have. I mean, back in 2009, before they were married, he was already hitting on her. So that should have been a clue right there to leave. But as we all know, we always have that friend, either guy or girl, that stays in toxic relationships for whatever reasons. It could be fear, uh, manipulation, whatever it could be. But she had plenty of opportunities to get out of the relationship, not to mention their stories of her calling 911 constantly and he wasn't even president in town we don't know this is a he said she said story but what we do know is that Mervyn Meyer 
probably should have cut ties with the guy a long time ago or probably shouldn't even hired him at Ohio State. But then again, Urban Meyer probably thought the guy had changed. And we don't know what story Zach Smith gave him. It sounds like to me Zach Smith always gave him a line every time he was in trouble. From some of the reports that I've read, it seemed like Zach Smith was already on his last leg with the program anyway. So he was going to be out the door if he screwed up anymore. And not to mention, look at it. He's a receivers coach. He was. How long are you going to be a receivers coach? If you're in the coaching profession, you try to move up. You don't try to be the receivers coach forever. You don't make a career out of being the receivers coach. And I think, exactly. And I think, and, he, and of course, it. you notice that he never followed any of Urban's assistants anywhere because they all knew what he brought. Oh yeah, they knew. They they. But, but then yeah, again, exactly. they didn't have that personal attachment. They didn't have that Earl Bruce factor into it. So then you're right. No one, you would think, you know, all the people that have left Urban's program, if this guy was such a great coach and a great person, you would think someone would take him, especially someone like Tom Herman. Tom Herman and them were hanging out with his wife at the bar. Why didn't he go down there with Houston with him? I mean, you know, just red flags right there. But, you know, Urban Meyer's the head coach, and his is the final decision. But I think that's what it boiled down to. I just think that he should have got rid of him. And after 2015, he probably should have got rid of him, but he maybe was afraid that was going to cause a distraction with the, the football team. Heck, I mean, he said that, I think it was after Smith went to a strip club while on a recruiting trip and racked up a $600 tab, and when Urban caught wind of it, he said, you pull a stunt like that again, adios. Right. So he was already on his last leg. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a couple other things I wanted to bring up, too. I know a lot of people are up in arms about him not not apologizing to Courtney Smith. Well, I actually saw Ryan Schuling tweet this out, that if he did say that, then that could have opened him up to civil litigation mm-hmm. and from her and her family. So I think that was more of a, a legal move on his part. Right. And I actually have the article from Sports Illustrated as to why he was not, why Urban was not fired. All right, this was written by uh, Michael McCann. I did put post it on my Twitter here, so I'm just kind of going through it. It says, it says what he did and what he should have done and all this, that, and the other. But says, Ohio State didn't want to fire him with or without cause. And that's the most important reason. Because, for one, he's got a 73-8 record. And they say that that he's the best coach they'll ever have. I mean, the only – I mean, if he was to go, you're not going to go out and pry Nick Saban away from Alabama, even though Saban had a stint under Earl Bruce as an assistant. No, uh, no, that's not happening. Review, no. Yeah. No, he's not going up though. No, no, no. He's the empire that he's building in Alabama, and he's pretty much king up there. Yeah, we don't. We don't see that happen. Yeah, and it also says that they didn't have to fire him, and but of course they say, oh well, contract his contract said X, Y, and Z, but the university found certain aspects of his contract and mindset to be redeeming. For instance, the team investigative team chair Mary Joe White observed that Urban quote, impressed us with sincere commitment to the respect for women, core values, is that he espouses a tries to instill on his players. And she noted that he acted in good faith when he assumed there was insufficient information to trigger a reporting obligation and said that had they fired him, it would have invited questions as to why other high-level university employees weren't fired with him. 
Gene Smith, for example. Well, I mean, of course, he got suspended. And then also he would have had 38 million reasons to turn around and sue, and it would have possibly ended up being a legal fight. Which kind of goes back to number two, is there was really nothing contractual that would have allowed them to fire him and not pay him a cent. Right, exactly. They, if they fired him, you basically are going to have to basically um, pay pay him, pay him his money. So, I mean, yeah. it, just, it just, and then when you fire him and if he causes a stir, then it's like, well, why did you fire him? And then, like I said, it goes back to this. I think the university was like, well, hopefully this gets swept under the rug. Nobody finds out. And eventually he'll just go away. And he didn't really just go, go away. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? He didn't really do anything. I mean, the, the, the whole recruiting thing was going to happen. But like I said, I really think sometimes with these universities, and I, and I think it's a, it's more of a, it's a, it's everybody involved. Because let's face it, the university doesn't want anything bad uh, to be any kind of uh, uh, bad publicity for them or a black eye for them. And sometimes they think that by covering things up, that people won't know. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of things that happen at university that get covered up that we never know about. We find out years later. And I think this was one of those situations where, you know, if we keep this under the radar, then he, he, it might eventually go away. And it didn't. And instead, I think what the lesson should be learned is, and when you have situations like that, a Jerry Sandusky or, or a, a Zach Smith, that's a part of your coaching staff, who you look at a higher regard, you probably need to cut the ties and get rid of them. Yeah, and as I mentioned, uh, Brett McMurphy, this was something I posted on the Saturday Tradition, and then I posted on, I shared it to my Facebook page. McMurphy was on uh, the Bald Face Truth radio show to talk about the situation, and here's a quote. I would be stunned if Urban Meyer coaches at Ohio State after the end of this season. He expects... He said he expects Meyer will step away from the program at the conclusion of the 2018 season. McMurphy goes on to say he had heart issues at Florida. Now he has a memory problem. He's got no problem remembering to text recruit at midnight. He has no problem with what play to call on fourth and one against Michigan. I'll take it at face value. All Urban Meyer has demonstrated over the years is that he has a problem telling the truth. And, of course, we remember how he was citing health concerns at Florida. First in 2009, we took a leave of absence, and then he stepped away in 2010, and fast forward a year later, he's being announced as the new head coach at Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean he, that, he, he, took, he took it, you know, he took the, the um, he took a couple, you know, he took a year off, did the broadcasting, and came to Ohio State. Now, obviously, it, it, that kind of worked out in his favor, but everything didn't happen with uh, Jim Trestle, he probably not wouldn't have been the coach at Ohio State. So some things kind of was kind of a coincidence. Yeah, that's true. But if let's say that he does step away, I mean, I'm just, and I'm just playing hypotheticals here. If he is to step away, how many schools do you think would line up and say, uh, "Yeah, we'd like you to come coach our team"? No, I, I, a lot. I, I'm pretty sure a lot would. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I mean I'm not, honestly, honestly, I think if uh, if Ed Orgeron gets whacked at LSU after this season, and Urban steps away, you think they're going to call him up? Because he, for one, 
he's the he seems to be one of very few coaches that knows how to beat Nick Saban. Well, no, how this is how I would probably do it. He's going to have to take a year off because he's really a hot commodity. I mean, that's how this how the game kind of works, though, Frank. He's not going to just jump from Ohio State and the next you know be the coach somewhere else the next year because then people are going to be like, well, you're going to hire this liar and this whole situation, and then people don't think he left Ohio State because of the whole situation that happened this year. Normally, what's going to happen is if he does leave Ohio State, he's going to take probably a year off for things to die down and let some other big story take over i mean think about it yeah. when he left florida got, it was a big story and then in his year in broadcasting people started to like him and then the joe paternal thing came up so that kind of just kind of swept in there and he just kind of quietly went into ohio state yeah i think i think that that'll be what happens too he'll take 2019 off and then he'll resurface somewhere in 2020 that might happen it might not but i think we're just gonna have to wait and see especially with the season so close as all we know is that he won't be on the sidelines until Ohio State's game against Tulane. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll wrap uh, up this. I I'll have to listen to a podcast later and hear what David the Man of God Harris has to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, we could see what happens. But I, like I said, it it'll be interesting. Yep. But anyways, uh. Got to move on to my next one. Hold on, we'll take a quick, our... quick commercial break. Yep, after yes, that's what I was about to say. After our commercial break, and what, what, what do you have to what? what uh, you... Just a quick, quick little recap of uh, some high school football in my area. This is kind of something new I'm bringing. I know back we used to do scores for high school games with back in the day, and I was kind of wanted to. Revive that a little bit. I'll bring some. Uh, you're not going to be just doing a. Remember, Frank. It, it, sometimes it'll be old news. You can talk a little bit about the game and the score, but I mean, I see that your Gabriel yeah. Richard team from Michigan got that smack job. Oh, Scott beat them. Yeah, Scott. Scott gave him the old smack oh. job. I, I, the team didn't really look okay. all that good, but I hey. Yeah, well, I'll just. I just wanted to highlight a couple of games from my area especially the ones that we cover on uh, Friday Night Victors. Oh okay well so we'll take a quick commercial break and was there games that went on Thursday up in Michigan or? Yes yes there were including a Dundee game. No that's right that's right so we'll we'll come back and uh, talk a little bit about uh, some Michigan football here in Ohio on 88.3 WCTs after further review make sure you check us out on our SoundCloud page and on iTunes WXUT after further review and just after further review on iTunes so uh, check that out. Coming up next, like Frank said, more of his quick analysis of Friday, uh, Thursday night football in Michigan. We'll be back after this.